0: I am so excited because it is finally early bird launch of our new, brand new Move to Improve Challenge.
1: And I'm so excited for this one because we're really focusing on that top-end strength and top-end power. And one of the best parts of this program is it helps you get in the full mobility, warm-up, and strength workout in less than 30 minutes. And right now, especially the stage that we're at in life Mm -hmm. as new, busy parents, we want to be able to get into the gym, feel that sweat, put some strength through our muscles, put some load through our muscles and get back into our day. So I'm just so excited to get, share this challenge with everyone.
0: And if you don't have access to the gym, I share modifications of how you can still increase that time and tension to really increase that strength gain and still do it in 30 minutes at home. So I show how you can do it. I show these different modifications and and ways that you can do that. And I really wrote this program for me because (laughs) I realized I was doing another program and it was taking an hour plus. And I was just like, I don't have the energy or the time for this. So how can I still increase my strength, especially in this postpartum stage? How can I still improve my power as I age because that declines naturally as we age? And how can I help to protect my joints, relieve pain and reduce injury by helping my body maintain mobility, strength, and power.
1: And again, I'm just so thrilled to share this with everyone because really, it can be for everyone. It can be for the busy professional. It can be for someone who's preparing for pregnancy or is pregnant or postpartum and getting back into that workout to build strength back into their body. And one of the main focuses of this challenge is strong, healthy joints. We want everybody to make sure that we are keeping the muscles around our joints strong and we can put power through them because that is what's going to help protect our joints, make them feel safe, make us feel less pain and be able to move more effectively through life.
0: hundred percent. Now only for our podcast listeners, we're giving an additional discount with code optimal. Now already we're in early bird pricing, which means we're giving $40 off of this program. And not only is it a 30 day full program with full video instruction, but we're doing lives, we're having webinars, we're having so much education and community support and ability to win prizes along the way. So please come join You already have $40 off, plus this additional discount. Use code OPTIMAL at checkout and get in with the community.
1: So this will be a fun episode because I basically am just going to hand it over to you and let you (laughs) talk the whole time Uh, because we're talking about mobility, but more specific than mobility, exercises and things that you want to be focusing on during the different stages of pregnancy, the different trimesters of pregnancy. Mm -hmm. and. I'm excited for you to share a lot of your thoughts on this because I was just amazed at all the work that you did throughout your pregnancy with our little Dante and the different, just the intention of what you were doing in each stage and what you wanted to focus on based on what a woman's body's going through during pregnancy.
0: Even though he didn't want to come out. (laughs) It's okay. A little bitter still, but it's okay. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, I we want to talk about the different goals in each trimester and what movement pertains to those goals. Okay, quick pause here. Something that I don't think I talk about in this episode but needs to be talked about is that I took Element all throughout my pregnancy. And Element actually has a whole blog post on pregnancy and postpartum breastfeeding and the use of taking element to add in that extra hydration and those missing electrolytes that is needed to help you thrive, especially during pregnancy and breastfeeding when you're sustaining life. It is exhausting. It takes a lot out of your body and you need to be replenishing your body. And again, it's for everyone we even had our mother-in-law staying here and taking and using element and she said she noticed herself when she's at home and she's not using it she feels more lethargic she doesn't feel as energetic throughout the day she feels more tired and we're not talking about coffee we're talking about electrolytes that are helping to hydrate you within your water it is the easiest thing to be able to add and their flavors taste amazing so if you go to the link in our show notes. Use that link, drinkelement.com backslash optimal. Use this link and you're going to get a free sample pack with each purchase. So please use our link, support us, but get yourself hydrating with Element. Um. Mm-hmm. So starting first with first trimester, really, you're just trying to move as much as you're able to <laughs> because yeah. first trimester, many people are dealing with a lot of nausea. And just extreme exhaustion to a point that you've just never experienced before.
1: Your body's never quite been doing that before. No. Building another human.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty wild in first trimester. And so a lot of times, you know, I think first not beating yourself up for not getting to the workout that you were supposed to do or... Whatever that may be, you know it's it's okay. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of changes happening in the body. You're trying to fuel yourself as able because a lot of people have, again, just this nausea. They're wanting to throw up. Different they're food just food aversion. Yeah, exactly. They might, yeah. So. You really mobility becomes really important in first trimester because that might be the only thing that feels okay for Mm -hmm. your body as well as walking. So it's like if you're just doing mobility and walking, like that's gonna set you up on a good base of movement to keep you moving in second and third trimester.
1: Like any specific type of mobility, places people should focus, or are you just saying it as general, like (laughs) mobility, whole body wise, could be the best thing, like you said, to keep moving, keep the body feeling like it's getting some attention?
0: I mean, definitely any mobility that feels okay, I definitely recommend. Um, In general, some of my favorites to come back to that I think can really help to address um, the whole body, especially during this time, open book is just one that we've talked about so many times, but it just feels good. You're getting your upper back to relax, you're using your breath with movement, you're... Mm. You know, it's okay. It's okay throughout pregnancy to twist through your upper back, but I think a lot of people feel a lot safer doing it, particularly in first trimester, Mm -hmm. getting that rotation. So that's a good one. You can do that in bed. You could do it before you go to bed. After you know, before you wake up, or not before you wake up, after you wake up in that'd be a talent. Um, I like also spinal cat-cow, so this is where we're not just doing regular cat-cow, but you're trying to kind of move like a wave, so you're really being intentional with um, activating through every segment from your neck all the way down to your pelvis, so Mm -hmm. that you're starting to build this control through your spine and through the muscles that control around your trunk, which is really helpful, again, as we go through um, pregnancy. doctor rock so this is where you're like on all fours and you bring your leg out to the side and without rounding in your back you're trying to keep your back really straight kind of unlock the knee a little bit especially if you're a hypermobile person and just getting into that inner thigh to kind of relax that tension all the way up to that pelvis Um, Hip 9090, one of my favorites, just getting on the ground, putting your legs in 90 degree angles, leaning forward, leaning back. Maybe you're moving a little bit more actively. Maybe you're just sitting and stretching into it. Great thing to start to open up around the pelvis and around the hips. Um, And wall angels, I love because we're getting shoulder mobility with some active um, strength really around your upper back and your shoulder blades, which is so helpful. Again, as our center of mass continues to change and we feel a change in our posture, being able to have strong um, upper back stabilizing muscles is really um, important and huge.
1: Which... Those mobility exercises in general just sound amazing to me, <laughs> to do for my body <laughs> for <everyone. laughs> on a day-to-day. They are some of the hallmarks that we would recommend yeah. for anybody. But like you said, can some specific things in there that can help people just start to become a little more intentional about becoming aware of their body. Because mm-hmm. as we move into trimester two, we know that a woman's body or someone who's pregnant starts to really release a lot more of that relaxin and you start to notice your body have more mobility in places that it may not have before. I mean, I know a lot of our friends that Mm -hmm. have gotten pregnant have come to you saying like, oh my gosh, I'm getting so much clicking in my pelvis. I'm Mm -hmm. getting so much pain in my pelvis Mm -hmm. related to this clicking. And this is where I know you wanna talk a little bit more about why and how strength (laughs) and strength training can be so much more important During pregnancy, which is something not a lot of people think about in general.
0: Yeah. And I hope that it's starting to become a little bit more normalized through social media. You see a lot of women as they're up until they deliver, you know, working out. And I think the fear of it is becoming a little less. um,
1: Because the traditional OB saying, oh, don't lift more than 20 pounds twenty pounds, or whatever. Which is... I know, and based on the evidence we have now, yes. and especially people who are active and are strength training up until the time they get pregnant, uh, to get that kind of recommendation is it just doesn't make sense to a lot of us now. It doesn't. And so I know that there are a lot of people with a lot of good evidence and backing saying it is safe for people to strength train. Um, so, so I know that there's still some people that. Will push back against strength training during, during pregnancy yeah. and have fear about it. Yeah. Um, but again, what, one of the things you found the most helpful, I know, because you would even say when you were laying down on the couch or something, and then you'd get up, you'd feel a little doop, a little twinge in, in your yeah. pelvis or something.
0: A little zing. Right. Definitely. And
1: you would just have to <laughs> center yourself. And you found that doing some of the strength exercises that helped you learn how to control around the pelvis a little bit more helped with those pains.
0: Definitely. And we do have a podcast specific on pubic symphysis dysfunction. So if yeah. you know you are having that front of that pelvis um, or that feeling of instability or that clicking, like a lot of the symptoms that Dom laid out, we have a podcast specific to that. So we can link to that. Um, that has a lot of the exercises I'll probably highlight here, but <laughs> a little bit more um, pinpointed due to like the research and what um, it just around that diagnosis a lot more. I think one of the exercises I didn't bring up that you should start in first trimester is just breath work. Yeah, um, and that's something that Dom and I talk about a lot. But this is something if you start it in first trimester, you're gonna it's going to support you as you move through the trimesters mm-hmm. because as that belly continues to grow, understanding um, your full expansion, relaxation, and full contraction from that pelvic floor all the way up through um, our rib cage area and around and surrounding our growing belly is so huge and important to understand how to s- how to balance the pressures that are all happening, you know, that intra-abdominal pressure to help kind of protect the core a little bit more, especially during loaded movements, which is you know even if you're not exercising if you have a kid if you have you know a job that requires a little bit more manual activity like we're going to be loading the body you know we're going yeah. to be loading the body even just standing you're loading the body and now you have an extra weight so understanding this intra-abdominal pressure is only going to help as you continue to grow in that belly. so we'll show this a little bit in more detail on <laughs> youtube so if you yeah. want to watch uh, what this looks like on Doc Gen Fit on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, but you can see these exercises. Um, we really recommend this 360-degree breath. So you wrap your hands like around that low rib cage and you take a big inhale from where those hands are. So trying to relax your neck and shoulders. You could do this in front of a mirror too. And thinking like as you're inhaling, that pelvic floor is kind of lengthening as well. So you're letting go of that pelvic floor. You're letting go of your belly, your back, your rib cage. Like everything is expanding with that inhale. And then as you contract, you, there's not a, a forceful like pelvic floor contraction, but there's a natural pelvic floor contraction with that exhale. So as you exhale and that, that rib cage starts to drop, there's this in there's instinctual lift of that pelvic floor kind of coming away from the surface that you're sitting on Mm. and then pulling up and in around your belly area and this is what we call kind of hugging the belly as that belly continues to grow and i'll um try to make sure that we share one of the videos that i actually have when i'm pregnant and i'm showing this exercise on social media so you can kind of see how that belly comes up and and wraps in it's not a sucking in it's not like i'm pulling my belly button to my spine but i'm using my pelvic floor to lift and my transverse abdominis to hug my body and this really helps to go into second trimester to create more of that stability pattern that we want around that pelvis
1: and i just think really connect yourself with what the pelvic floor is doing i think if people haven't done intentional breath work like that before especially as you're going into pregnancy, it can help you start to suss out a little bit. Do I have a pelvic floor that tends to be tight Mm -hmm. and contracted? Do I have a pelvic floor that tends to be more on the relaxed or loose side? Um, And I might need to work a little bit more on the tightening up of it. Um, Because again, for the longest time, it was just Kegel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Kegel, Kegel. Learn how to contract that pelvic floor when in reality, many people don't need the Kegel or the contraction as much as they need to learn how to fully relax and let go.
0: Exactly. Like it's so important. So, you know, in second trimester, you want to focus more on that pelvic stability, kind of like Dom said, because things are moving and shifting. You have more control around what you can do as these things are happening. And Know, and I talked about this a lot in the pubic symphysis um, episode, but know that those sensations that you're feeling are just different sensations. It's not wrong. Pain isn't yeah. bad. Um, your body is going to signal that something is different here. As I'm moving, ooh, I'm feeling a new sensation. I'm going to report that into the brain as pain because this is new. We've never had mm. this. I need to protect you. There's a lot more movement here than we used to have. So as long as we know that the brain is just, it's its our protective mechanism all the time, anytime we feel a new sensation. So it's not bad. It's like, okay, cool. Thank you for trying to protect me. I know how to stabilize within myself so I can do the exercises to ultimately help that. And we continue to, to run through this all through pregnancy. Okay, that's a new sensation. That's okay. Not something to fear. What can I do about it? And some of the exercises, I'll just name off really quickly. Copenhagen planks. Um, So you're kind of like in a side plank with your top leg on something, um, usually starting at your knee because it's a little harder at your foot, and then trying to lift the bottom leg up into a full side plank. And that's going to make that inner thigh and pelvic floor really work really hard with your trunk and your core. So that's one that I really love to help stabilize that pelvis. Yeah,
1: stabilize the pubic pubic symphysis specifically, which is where a lot of people will feel that clicking, like right in the center in the pubic symphysis.
0: Yeah, so that's one I love. Um, single leg bridging. And you can do a, a single leg bridge like on your back when when you lift the opposite leg into the air, you can kind of push your hand against it. So now I'm getting my inner thigh on my opposite leg to work as I'm pushing down and getting my glute on the leg that's on the floor to work. So I kind of get this cross-sectional action happening um, in my body, which is a, another great way to increase that stabilization across the core um, and across my back. And then you know, and this we can use in other exercises. So doing a reverse lunge with a row, you know, I'm I'm stepping back and I'm gonna lunge. And then as I come up and stand on that leg, I'm gonna row on the opposite arm. So I get my lat to my glute connection and this this cross sectional oblique line to kind of start to work. And again, crosses my pelvis to create some more stability is that is really what we're trying to do. You do Bulgarian split squat with a little bit of a twist in that pelvis, pull pushing that hip back. So I'm not twisting from my trunk so much. I'm twisting from my hip and that that's going to put a little bit more stretch into my glute. So when I stand, I have more stability mm-hmm. in that hip and that glute. Um, but then we also don't forget to focus on deadlift squats and Cossack squats because those all open up the pelvis in different ways, preparing us for uh, labor and delivery and preparing you for after you have your baby and you're bending down and picking it up, bending down and picking it up you know, hinging at your hips, squatting, lunging, like working out is so important in pregnancy because I don't just believe that it's going to help you with your pregnancy symptoms, but it's going to help you beyond and in in taking care of a child. And especially if you already have children and then you're going to have another, like you have to be strong. Motherhood requires a lot of in terms of not only going down into the crib and picking your kid up or picking the kid up off of the floor, but taking out the car seat or pulling up a, a stroller. like These things require strength. To tell a woman not to lift over 10 to 20 pounds is so crazy to me.
1: Yeah, to decondition decondition your body for the 9 to 10 months coming up to arguably one of the times that you'll need the most strength and endurance yeah. in your life <laughs> Um uh, so, yeah, I, I don't quite understand that premise, but it's, you know, similar-ish to many other injuries or surgeries. If the, the stronger you are going in, yes, the more capable you will be to then pick up and recover well and then thrive mm-hmm. even though you're now needing to carry around a 10-pound weight everywhere with you.
0: Exactly, which actually reminds me of like carries. That's another great exercise (laughs) to do. Pick up a heavy kettlebell, try not to lean to the side and support your body. You're going to be working your core in a really effective way as you're kind of walking and stabilizing through the pelvis as well. So that's another great exercise.
1: It would be kind of funny to try and mimic things that you will need to do as a mother (laughs) using kettlebells and dumbbells. Like, okay, I'm holding one 20 pound kettlebell or dumbbell on my hip. And then the other 10 pound dumbbell, I'm mimicking putting the backpack on my <laughs> other arm or carrying the bag of groceries yeah. in from the car while I'm also carrying my kid. Like, again, just like Jen said, there are a lot of times that in early postpartum, you might find yourself needing to carry or lift relatively heavy objects, especially for ha- just having had a baby. <laughs>
0: And as far as the mobility-specific exercises in second trimester, this is where maintaining what I just talked about in first trimester um, is still so important, so still maintain all all those exercises. One that I would kind of add into that are active hamstring stretch because a lot of times... We do feel like a little sciatic symptoms as that belly continues to grow. That center of mass continues to like shift. Maybe we're having a little bit more tightness in the glutes. So working on hip 90-90 still, but also adding in some active um, hamstring stretches Mm -hmm. because we're going to kind of glide and slide that sciatic nerve through the hamstring tissue Mm -hmm. or the tissue just in the back of the legs. It really helps to kind of reduce some of those symptoms. Um, and then also sitting on a ball, which I recommend the, the therapy ball from tune up fitness. And we can link that as well. Um, that is such a great one because it's like the perfect (laughs) diameter that's going to fit between your, you know, The vagina and the ischial tuberosity so when i'm talking about these things i'm meaning like if i were to grab underneath my butt i can feel a bone right here that's my ischial tuberosity and i would put the ball on right on the inside of that ischial tuberosity. So it's not going up any holes, but it's going along that pelvic floor tissue to help relax the tension in those muscles. So especially as you're starting to increase some of your exercises, do some single leg work that maybe you haven't done before, you can build up a lot of tension. We wanna make sure that we still have relaxation. Within yeah. those muscles, so I love you know sitting on a ball doing some breath work for one to two minutes on each side. A great exercise to add in, starting in second trimester or even okay. first.
1: And so then, how do things change moving into third trimester when yeah. Mama's belly's getting really big? Yes, things are getting <laughs> slightly more uncomfortable. Yeah, are you going to tell us to continue to heavy strength heavy strength train? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. If you're able to i honestly would say you yes. strength
1: trained well past nine months
0: oh yeah because you don't come till 42 weeks that little nut um <laughs> <laughs> so he is a nut <laughs> so i i did drop um how much weight i was lifting i did what felt comfortable that still challenged my body in a way that felt okay and comfortable for me so that's why i can say you can you, know, you could drop um, how much weight you're you're lifting? You can drop how much, um, how many reps or sets you're doing. So there's always ways to reduce the load and the tension. Um, you can just use bands. You can just use body weight if you feel more comfortable. And then adjusting your stance. So maybe your belly's getting in the way of deadlift. So you need to do you know, a little bit more wide legged or you need to open up your legs and squats. You can still do all the same movements. You just might need to adjust for a belly (laughs) in front Mm -hmm. of you now. But that doesn't mean that you have to stop exercising as the belly grows, especially if you understand that breath pattern we talked about before. If you're Mm -hmm. using that while you're squatting, while you're deadlifting, while you're doing all these single leg exercises, you're going to be just you're challenging the core, but in such a functional way and you're really preparing the body for the marathon that is labor. <laughs> that, you know, that, that it, it takes preparation. And in saying that, one of the main goals in third trimester, I think should be pelvic floor relaxation. Mm-hmm. And so this is where I got a wand after working with a pelvic floor physical therapist. So I will um, say that as well. But if you can maintain all the exercises we already talked about, Great. Now, really focus on pelvic floor relaxation too. So, maybe you're getting a bath at the end of the night and you're doing a little bit of wand work internally to kind of touch on some areas that have a little bit more tension and working on that relaxation with the breath work. This is just, we need our pelvic floor to move out of the way so the uterus can contract and do what it needs to do to push baby out. Your pelvic floor Mm -hmm. does nothing during labor and delivery except hopefully relax enough to get out of the way.
1: Yeah move it's not your time pelvic floor no it's not and of course we'll also say that there are so many other resources out there jen just said with internal work trying to get with a pelvic floor physical therapist get some direction so that when you are doing this in the comfort of your own home in the bath wherever you you have a little better idea of where you might have the tension how exactly to access that a little better with with a wand i know uh, Mama Stay Fit was a huge resource mm-hmm. for you. There are so many um, accounts out there online with wh- either pelvic floor physical therapists or other, you know, OB type doctors that like to teach this to keep mamas getting the good information they need, keep, keep the information in your hands that you can best prepare yourself. Other things we also want to say is that. Of course every pregnancy is different yeah. and we want to make sure that you continue to consult with your OB or yes. with um a pelvic floor physical therapist somebody who can more you know better direct you based on your specific pregnancy because of course there are other complications other mm-hmm. um high risk pregnancies that you know we might not have the same recommendations for so always consult with somebody in person If that person you're consulting with is an OB and telling you not to lift and you don't have a complicated pregnancy, maybe consider seeking out some other uh, recommendations uh, because again, there are still people out there. We have friends that have been told this and said, "I'm, I'm currently lifting and they just told me not to lift more than 20 pounds. So again, there are a lot of different schools of thought, some that we would call incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, every pregnancy is different and yeah. it's really, really best to get some in-person direction to help you based on your specific situation.
0: And if you can, you know, starting to see a physical therapist in second trimester, first trimester, you don't really need to let your body do your thing, do its thing as it's continuing to uh, grow this baby. So second trimester can be really helpful. I know women early on who s- report leaking already or you know, pelvic floor type symptoms. So t- starting to get with a physical therapist and understand what the pelvic floor really does and how you can help manage it um, is gonna be so important. Third trimester, I met with my pelvic floor therapist to understand how to breathe, to push while relaxing the pelvic floor because typically what I just we just highlighted was on an exhale, your pelvic floor lifts, right? but now when you're delivering on the exhale, your pelvic floor needs to relax. So it's it could be a complicated process of how you connect that to now relax and move as you're forcefully exhaling. Um, so really working with a pelvic floor therapist who can see what's happening and help guide you is so beneficial, like so, so beneficial. I will just say that. And then I want to end with there were partner things that mm-hmm. my husband helped me with, especially in third trimester as we were approaching the end of pregnancy that helped to relax tension around my hips. So we did a sideline release where he just kind of, we can drop the social media video where we kind of showed that where yeah. you were pushing on my hips, laying on the side. Belly
1: shimmy. Yeah, <laughs> and we
0: did what's called the rebozo something. Um <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. It's like a little belly hammock and you just like,
0: yeah, trying to get that tension Chimishiny. around the belly to relax. And then also, he would go in underneath my rib cage and, mm-hmm. and do some manual release underneath my rib cage that goes along with breath work to try to, again, relax that tension, reduce any restriction, and get some movement yeah. around the area. And then he also gave me massages, which was so nice. So that's just a bonus tip that we recommend.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. I, I don't know. I, at the expense of all the partners out there, you definitely should just request full body massages every yes. every day to help that body relax and especially prepare. that
0: last week. Just or two weeks if you're like me.
1: <laughs> yeah. A couple weeks. Him delaying his birth got you an extra like two weeks of massages. So. It
0: did. That was kinda nice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it wasn't all bad. <laughs>
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Hopefully you learned a little bit. I know it could be overwhelming to hear this plethora of exercises that you should be doing and mobility work. But just take it one step at a time. Try a couple things out. And if you want a little bit more of guided direction, this is where I'd highly recommend joining our all new Move to Improve Challenge that's going to be combining strength, high intensity with mobility and core work to really understand what this can feel like within your body. And anyone can join. I'm going to have some modifications, whether you're pregnant now or you are working back into your body to really build that strength. So come join our move to improve challenge of course we're going to have it linked up below